0: You are listening to I Doubt It, with me, your host, Jesse Dolom, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Another day... Seventy-five cents, as it were. This is episode twenty-six of the aforementioned. I doubt it. I am your host, Jesse Dallamore, and sitting gracefully across from me, toting her iPhone, is the lovely Brittany Page. Hello. We are we are uh, gaining some ground here on the episode front, number twenty-six. If you'd like to call. Uh, the show, 657 Please get to us on iTunes and let the world know what you think about the show with a rate and review. Of course, Facebook, Twitter, and the ever-talked-about dollamore.com, where if you are in need of a book or a garden implement, <laughs> you can use the Amazon link to do so and make your contribution to the show. And we would appreciate it very much. Big news in the world of I Doubt It. We have moved.
1: Yes, we have.
0: We, over the course of the last four days, Brittany and I have moved. And what a major pain in the ass.
1: It's been absolutely exhausting.
0: Moving is one of those things that is just fucking taxing. Emotionally, physically, it taxes relationships. I don't mean b- b- like Brittany and I, but it really lets you know who your friends are. For sure. You don't just ask acquaintances to help you move.
1: <laughs> no, they would tell you to f off. Yeah.
0: Uh, you could ask, I guess, if you're a weirdo.
1: And if if they would probably accept if they've never moved before. Yeah. They don't know what it's like.
0: God damn! It's been four days. We we had a U-Haul for one day. We did it ourselves. We didn't. Uh, we manned up and. Oh wait, that's offensive. You can't say "man up" anymore.
1: Yeah, that's misogynistic.
0: We uh, we uh, we rented the U-Haul and and packed everything. It's a uh, whoo, what a mess!
1: Terrible mess.
0: So now we are in our new place and everything is grand. Yeah, we we do want to throw a shout out to our good buddy Isaac, who very selflessly helped us move uh, like a like a boss
1: yeah very much
0: unbelievable
1: strong guy right there
0: yeah no kidding but well, you know what's shitty about the last four days is that we've been sans cable sans yeah. internet
1: no internet no tv Which and it's is, been crazy
0: it is crazy it's un- it, it really lets you know how it's like it's like when you hurt your finger you hurt your pinky finger and you think, ah, oh, I guess my pink- pinky finger, it's not going to cause that much problems. And then you try to button your fucking pants. <laughs> you, you, you realize just how important that little appendage is. Yeah. The one little tiny digit you have can ruin your whole life just by injuring it slightly. Yeah, well... It's the same thing with the internet.
1: Not just... Missing our favorite shows and Jeopardy Julia every day, yeah, which yeah. really we makes me sad. We haven't talked about her at all. Um, but it's even the news. We aren't listening to the news. news. And that's something that we need to watch and need to see in order to help us with the show.
0: Well, not even the show. It's just it's a part of our everyday. It's integral to our lives. Well, that too. But it's just But
1: it's been missing. It, it's been gone.
0: Definitely for prep for the show. Getting your news just from Twitter, just from Facebook, just from those those means over you know AT and T's four G LTE or whatever the fuck it is, isn't getting it done.
1: No, it's definitely not.
0: I'm about so, to break
1: my phone in half.
0: I don't know how the Amish do it. That it's beyond the discipline and what I mean. It must be because they've never had it, so they don't know the glory that they're missing.
1: Yeah, for sure. It has
0: to be that. So, that's where we are. We are back soon. Well, even actually right now, we don't have internet. No, we don't. No. It's uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare. So, if someone from AT&T U-verse is listening, we would love to have you get your shit together. Come and fix the phone line or whatever the problem is and get it done.
1: And I'll be calling you tomorrow because you're not charging me for the four days that I've not had service.
0: We need our internet and and our TV, but that's, we'll take internet right now. Yeah, we will. For the love of God. So a little bit of stuff going on in the news, other than the fact that we moved. This is going to kind of be a mishmash, our mishmash moving episode, because we didn't have all the, well, one, we're moving, and that's a full-time goddamn job, and two, we didn't really have the resources to do the prep that we normally do. So we're going to have an abbreviated Monstrous, mishmash, moving episode.
1: Yay! That's some
0: sweet alliteration, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, this week, um, we, we've we already talked about, on the pre- two previous episodes, the incident, the, the horrible, sad tragedy in Isla Vista, a, a Santa Barbara um, suburb, I guess, an outlying area, uh, with Elliot Roger and really no more there's not much more we need to to address with that it's like i said it's um, a, a terrible terrible tragedy uh the other day i was reading an article that was written by a guy named Justin Canoe K A N E W he's a he's a two-time contestant i guess is what you say on the amazing race two different seasons of that show i i've never watched two I, Watching a promo for that show is too much. Of, is that even still on the air?
1: I have no idea. Yeah. I've never watched it. I don't, I know I've seen commercials for it, but that's <laughs> it. They run around in different countries and do a lot of stuff. So that seems cool.
0: I've seen more <laughs> Pierce Morgan than I've seen Amazing Race. And that's saying something because I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. So Justin Canoe wrote an article about how he believes we should pass legislation as a nation to outlaw making these killers quote-unquote famous.
1: The Stop Making Murderers Famous Act.
0: Yeah. And in this article, he, he kind of puts out there the idea that not only should it be good policy of the networks not to, to name these killers and comb over their lives to try to discover what was going on in their lives to make them do what they did, but he wants to make it legislation federal legislation to curb the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press to accomplish that
1: yeah so i'll just read a little bit from his article the ucsb killer i'm purposely omitting his name wanted to be a god the fake bomber in boston this year wanted to quote get my name out there to some degree all of these mass murderers snap because they're tired of being ignored fame on a grand level is what they seek And it's what they get. When these things happen, everyone knows their names. And their faces. And their interests. And their backgrounds. And what movies they played. And what games they played. And what movies they like. And what games they played. Wow. (laughs) I I, I messed up, so I had to go back. and They become Bieber-level celebrities, even if it's for the wrong reasons. No publicity is bad publicity is never truer than it is for them. Them, of course, being the murderers that he's talking about.
0: Right. So there's two things that are happening here, or there's two things at play relative to this particular issue. One being that whether or not Elliot Roger and some of his, I hate to use the word peers, but cohorts, his, the people who also are murderers, brethren. Yeah, I guess so. His compatriots. The the first issue is whether or not they are seeking fame. I mean that is definitely up for debate. Not according to Mister Canoe. Uh, I had a Twitter Twitter interaction uh, back and forth with him, and he. I listen. I walked into this to studio today thinking that I was really gonna freaking shit on this guy, and I was really gonna take him to task, and. I've had second thoughts. Uh, I want to do the kind thing, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's well-meaning. I'm hoping that the article is not just clickbait uh, for whatever website, hypervocal.com.
1: Yeah, that would be the website.
0: See, we're all about freedom of speech here on I Doubt It. We're all about the other side getting their voice. We're all about that. So we're not going (laughs) to curtail you going to see what they said because all points of view are important. Well, for the most part, all. But all points of view should be available to be heard. Not that they all deserve the respect. So the other issue, other than whether or not they're actually seeking fame, these killers, the other issue makes that completely moot. And that's you cannot curtail somebody's freedom of speech and you cannot curtail the freedom of the press that first and foremost cannot be done because it is integral to who we are as a country as a people of as a society it's it's the first amendment and i don't just mean yes it's the first amendment it's the number one amendment it was so important to our founding fathers it was so important to all the gentlemen who were amending the Constitution that had been written, that in the Bill of Rights, it was the number one thing that they changed. It's like, yeah, you get, you did it well. You wrote it well. Everything was great. There's a few things we're going to tweak, though, and we want this in the Constitution. One, freedom of speech, establishment clause.
1: Also, freedom religion, of the press. And
0: freedom of the press. Super important things. And moreover certain types of speech need to be protected more than others and unpopular speech and the minority opinion, that type of stuff, dangerous speech, that really needs to be protected because it's easy to protect um, political speech. It's easy to protect the, the easy stuff, I guess. But when it's difficult and when it There's argument. That's really when you need to buckle down and do the right thing.
1: Yeah. So he's proposing that people in the news stop saying the names of these killers to prevent from getting them fame. And so your main issue is, well, the First Amendment says you can't do that. So sorry, your idea sucks. And then I take more issue with the fame aspect because I feel like that is completely wrong as well. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, he
0: got he got a little snarky with you, Brittany and I were both kind of hitting him from <laughs> unfairly from both sides, and his arguments aren't really cogent. He he Brittany t- took him to task on the on the fame issue and said, you know, nowhere in the hundred and forty pages does he come across saying I want to be famous. And Justin Canoe came back and said. He said he wants to be a god. Maybe you should reread it.
1: Yeah, and I understand that he said that. And I, I, you know, didn't go back and forth with this guy on Twitter. But there's a difference between fame and power. And Elliot Rodger...
0: Exactly. That's... P- profound.
1: Elliot Roger wasn't talking about being on the news. He wasn't talking about everybody knowing his name. He was talking about getting power over the people that he viewed as holding him down.
0: He would be a god compared to them.
1: That he he viewed these people as holding him down, not letting him have the life that he wanted to have, that he believed he could have, or, or that deserved. he was entitled yeah, to. Right. And so he was going to show them. He was going to get power over them. And it wasn't about... Fame. It wasn't about getting his name out there. It had
0: nothing to do with fame. And I take a little bit of issue that, and I. This is my opinion. I believe that Justin Canoe. I think he's he's projecting a little bit of his own issues onto this kid. Because you don't go on two seasons of a fucking reality show if you're not craving celebrity. If you're not craving notoriety. Yeah. You know that. So maybe I'm wrong. It's happened before.
1: Yeah, Elliot Roger didn't go on a reality show.
0: Right. He <laughs> and I've even seen some of the comments on the video. On I'm sorry, some of the comments on his article that were saying, "Well, we, you know, he's posting on YouTube. He really wants to be famous." Are you? What are you fucking kidding me? Posting on YouTube doesn't mean you want to be famous. Quit fucking projecting your bullshit. Yeah. It, Read the hundred thousand words. Over a hundred thousand words. This kid wrote. And, and get a flavor for what he was about.
1: Yeah, I view his videos more as he's just trying to get his words out there, get his feelings out there, almost like an online diary or journal. Yeah. Th- that's what I kind of feel like it is. Because, I mean, what kind of fame was he going to get for complaining into the camera about how girls don't like him right
0: <laughs> he's the most famous virgin on the planet his, other than the pope
1: yeah his twitter <laughs> account um he wasn't following a bunch of celebrities on his twitter account you know he wasn't tweeting celebrities following celebrities right. he,
0: who'd he follow um hugo boss
1: yeah a clothing company right i don't remember what else i think it was like clothing companies because right, he, he wants
0: to be suave and, yeah, yeah all that
1: so he he just isn't giving that image to me. And I think it um, is doing a disservice for Justin Canu to say, you know, we shouldn't be interested in these people's backgrounds. We shouldn't talk about their interests, what their backgrounds are, what the stuff they like, all that stuff. I think it's important.
0: I think we owe it to the victims and to future victims to try to get a handle on identifying the type of person that's going to do this early in order to somehow intervene. Now, that's not always going to be possible. It's it's just not. But psychologically, there's a there's a there's a profile that's that's fit. For sure. Not always the people who fit the profile are going to commit violence, but always the people who commit violence fit the profile. And we are making leaps and bounds in the psychological and psychiatric community relative to research, relative to understanding what's going on in these kids' heads. And it's delving into their lives and going over their lives with a fine-tooth comb that's really leading the way to make it a, the research successful.
1: Well, yeah, because the, these mass murderers are rare. They're very rare. And so it's almost like you need to do a case study on them. Because they're so rare, you can't test them all on this large-scale study. You need to almost do like a case study. So that's where it's helpful to, well, what's their family background? What were their interests? What does this life look like? And what is the profile of this person? So that we can kind of assess that in other people if they fit the model, if there's a consistent profile. And they are finding that there are consistent profiles between these mass murderers. And that's helpful to talk about. That's helpful to know about. And... I mean, not saying his name that just we need to know about this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like saying, well, you know, what, let's not talk about the Taliban because they just want to be famous.
0: Well, he also, in the first sentence of the article, uses the word evil. Yeah. yeah. Don't let's completely bury our fucking heads in the sands relative to mental illness. And let's just use this ubiquitous word that everybody throws up into the fucking ether. Oh, it's evil. It's evil. It's not just evil. He had something wrong with his brain. It's like having heart disease. The brain is an organ, and his was, something was fucked up with it. It wasn't working right.
1: Yeah, he was just sick. I mean.
0: It, it's, it's disrespectful, and I think it dishonors those who died to just chalk it up to evil.
1: And I think it's sad, too, because his parents came out and released a statement and said they're mourning more for the victims than their own son. That's great. And I get that, but it's almost like they're forced to say things like that because the general public has such a lack of understanding of me- the mental sure. health. You know, but, you know
0: I, I'm not going to go into their head and, and try to discern whether it was genuine or not. I'll take them at their word until they prove otherwise.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not taking issue with the genuineness. Oh, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's tragic that they would have to come out and say that if it's So because, their house doesn't get fucking burned. Yeah, if it's because people just... They, they don't want to take the mental illness thing to heart. They don't right. want to believe that's the issue. Yeah. They want to believe he was evil, he did a bad thing, and let's all get angry about it. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's just weird.
0: Well, it's... Listen, I, I invited Justin on the show and didn't receive a response, so... Until this issue there, it's an open invitation there, Justin, until you, uh, I, I figured you might want to use this as an opportunity to defend your position, uh, other than he has his own podcast. I don't know the name of it. I would, I would drop a name, but uh, I don't remember, but, uh, I look, this is a bully sitting in front of a microphone is a bully pulpit. No one's challenging me just as no one's challenging him they're sitting around jerking him off on the show like he's a genius has the greatest ideas in the world. Well, this could be a venue for you to maybe have your ideas challenged and vetted a little bit. So, but if you're afraid of that, then I guess that's uh that's your prerogative. So, right on. Justin Canoe. In more happy news, Bo Bergdahl has been released after five years in captivity, held by the Taliban.
1: The lone American prisoner of war from the Afghan conflict, captured by insurgents nearly five years ago, has been released to American forces in exchange for five Taliban detainees held at Guantanamo Bay. The soldier, Sergeant Bo Bergdahl, 28, was handed over to American special operations troops inside Afghanistan near the Pakistan border at about 10.30 a.m. on Saturday in a tense but uneventful exchange with 18 Taliban officials. Moments later, Sergeant Bergdahl was whisked away by the helicopter-borne commandos. He was described as being in good physical condition.
0: You know, um... I love the New York Times, but I love how the New York Times is, they're calling them Taliban officials. <laughs> it kind of lends a little bit more credibility than I think they deserve.
1: Yeah, that's a little weird. But
0: I, I did hear a story that after he got the, uh, aboard the helicopter and they took off, that uh, if you've ever been in a military transport, I i have. Were having, you
1: Were you in the Marines? I,
0: I was actually in the Marine oh, Corps. Oh, okay,
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we knew that, so I'm glad you told us about it.
0: I think it's probably the 26th time I've said it, um, but if you've ever traveled on military transport, and especially in in a, in a moment like this, they're getting the fuck out of there. There, it's not a it's not a a Sunday stroll in the helicopter, just kind of cruising as a tourist. It's they're beating feet and getting the fuck out of there as fast as they can. And the helicopter's making a shit ton of noise and it's impossible to hear in there. So the story I heard was that not being able to hear, he had to write on a, like on the back of a paper plate, I guess is what I heard that he asked them SF, you know, Sierra Foxtrot SF, are you special forces? And they said, yes. And they wrote on the paper plate that we've been looking for you for a long time. And when he heard that he, or when he read that, he just broke down and started crying. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, it's. There's a couple things about this story that, um. That are really coming to my mind. One is, and look, I'm I'm happy. I'm brought to tears that he's that he's back and he's home and he's safe. Um, the first thing, is. I really hope that they're going to take care of him. Once he gets home, he's from a small mountain town in right outside of sun Valley, Idaho, the resort town called Haley. So it's not the most well staffed medically. And I'm sure maybe psychologically, I really hope they get this guy, the help that he needs, whether it be the U S military, the veterans administration, who knows, God knows they have their fucking problems. Um, or his family in general. I don't know who it's left to relative to the responsibility, but I really hope they do do right by him. Because five years held in captivity, I'm sure he was forced to convert to fucking Islam like they do. They, they, they captured that uh, Greg Palcott, that reporter for Fox News, and threatened to either behead him unless he converted. Of course, he converted because... I get my fucking head cut off. Yeah, and then, also
1: because it's meaningless. And
0: then, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, I love
1: I love Muhammad, yes. So, oh yeah.
0: Allah. oh yeah.
1: Yes, I love Islam. <laughs> I have always been a Muslim. Yes. Allahu
0: Akbar. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> so and then of course once he got back to Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesus. New York City he's like, Oh yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um but the, you know the other thing is, and this is more of an international relations, kind of a foreign policy issue for the United States. So having said that I'm super glad he's back and that I'm very happy for him. I, I'm, when I say that I was brought to tears by him leaving or coming home, that's not just hyperbole. I literally shed tears. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that he's back. I can't say that enough. Where I take a little bit of issue is... I'm wondering if the method by which they got him back is the healthiest way for going forward, because they did a prisoner exchange with, I think, five Guantanamo prisoners, uh, upper level Taliban insurgents, and they did a prisoner exchange. So what is that? What kind of message does that send to other insurgents? and other pieces of shit terrorists who are going, going to take an american hostage knowing that uh, that the government will negotiate
1: exactly and it's also a little concerning that it said the five taliban detainees at Gu- at guantanamo included two senior militant commanders right. so it's well, two senior people
0: two at least two members of of the taliban who are responsible for killing americans yeah murdering americans so um look bo i'm glad you're home i think it's a beautiful thing but i i'm just hesitant relative to foreign policy matters if obama did the right thing and um i understand i understand that the the reaction to want to do that i'm sure it comes to mind that i'm i think reagan did the same thing during the 80s a couple of times always secretly because it's never a you never want it out there Publicly that that's what happened that it was negotiating yeah, but um, I guess only time will tell yeah you know so again moving on with the mega monstrous mishmash moving episode that's even more alliteration yeah it is it's amazing that's uh, amazing
1: oh <laughs> yeah that's not gonna work with the alliteration it's a little right
0: sideways so in other and sad news um, Alice. The lady who played Alice, I think her name was Anne...
1: B. Davis. Ann B.
0: Davis. She died... Uh, played
1: yesterday. Alice from The Brady Bunch.
0: She recently died today, I think, yesterday, in her apartment in San Antonio, Texas, or her house.
1: Yes, Anne B. Davis, the comic actress best known as the wistful, wisecracking live-in maid on the long-running ABC sitcom The Brady Bunch, died on Sunday at a hospital in San Antonio. She was 88, She had slipped into a coma after falling in the bathtub, hitting her head on Saturday. Mm. Her agent said she used a walker and had been in excellent health.
0: It's a bummer. You know, you you hear this a lot when someone dies and they go, how old are they? Oh, they were 88. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's always sad when someone dies and they've got their faculties about them and they're healthy and it's a freak accident. I don't care if you're 88 or not. I mean, she did live a wonderfully long life and healthy and happy, but still... It wasn't her time if she just slipped and fell and hit her head. That's... Yeah, I
1: know. It's a bummer. She didn't get to just fall asleep and go to go to sleep forever.
0: It, it reminds me. I was in a cab one time, and if this was shortly after Patrick Swayze died. And he had just died, and I was chatting up the cab driver, and he was a surly bastard. And I said, like, yeah, oh, it's sad about Patrick Swayze, huh? And his response, and I shit you not, his response was, eh, he had his time in the spotlight.
1: Wow. <laughs> Because that's what Patrick Swayze's life was about—the right. time he spent in the spotlight. It,
0: it's, oh, you're you're having trouble finding acting work and jobs? Nah, you might as well kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're of no use to anyone on the planet anymore.
1: Yeah, you were famous. You made your money. What do, what else do you want? All right.
0: What a dick. He still drove me the rest of the way. I didn't like demand to get out. Oh, okay. I'm appalled by that, sir.
1: Yeah, you should have done that. <laughs> the story's ruined now.
0: You know, I, I should have asked him if he'd ever heard the one of the greatest songs ever written and recorded, She's Like the Wind, mm-hmm. by Patrick Swayze.
1: Yeah, it's so great.
0: He is, by all accounts, the greatest songwriter, singer-songwriter, in the history of mankind.
1: Yes, for sure. <laughs> She's like the wind. So, sad
0: guy, both cab driver and the death of Patrick Swayze and Ann B. Davis. Yes, We, obviously, having just blabbed about it, we did just move. We did just move, and we were able to purge a lot of shit that we have, some of which was in our refrigerator. So we just made a run to the grocery store, and in front of us, in line, was a gentleman and his son, and they were buying his son... What are they called?
1: Uncrustables.
0: Uncrustables, which I'd never heard of. So Brittany had to explain to me what they are.
1: Yeah, they... I think they're frozen, and they are the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, in quotations, because they don't have crust. That's why they're called Uncrustables. And
0: Well, it's, it sparked a conversation while standing in line that that guy is just a sucker for marketing, because it's his kid who's pressuring him to buy that shit. Yeah, for because sure. Because kids don't like to eat the crust. Off of bread. I, I'm,
1: yeah, which I'm, I'm wondering how that started because the crust of the bread tastes like the bread. Right. right. So what, what is the issue with the crust being dirty or gross? I,
0: I don't know. It's I,
1: just like the other part of the bread, that, except for delicious as well.
0: That company is making millions, hand over fist, making millions of dollars based strictly on promoting that bullshit. Yeah. Parents should just say, fuck you, you're eating the crust.
1: They for sure should say that.
0: I don't understand. I think more parents need to tell their kids, fuck you.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a healthy
0: world we would live oh, in. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So it makes me wonder about people who like don't eat the crust on their pizza. What? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Every time I'm in a pizza restaurant and I see someone avoiding their crust, abandoning their crust, I want to scream, man down, r- <laughs> r- run over there, and gobble down that crust.
1: Yeah, you should do that.
0: I should. Yeah. I'm just, I am wary of communicable diseases.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. as Donald Sterling would say, it probably got the AIDS. Got
0: those AIDS.
1: Yeah. When it got those AIDS. Yeah.
0: That's a question for the ages, I think. What the hell is wrong with people?
1: Who don't eat their crust.
0: Well, in general, too.
1: Any kind of crust.
0: I think it probably was born out of some Florida living room. Probably. Because, you know, weird shit goes on in Florida living rooms. Yeah, it does. I think this might be a good time for a little, uh, a little Florida man. What do you think?
1: All right. What is going on with Florida man? Are you ready?
0: I am always ready for some good Florida man.
1: Florida man hit by SUV after wandering into traffic and stopping to drink his beer.
0: <laughs> That's a picture. Although that... That's probably just the mayor of Tallahassee on a
1: Friday night. Probably. Florida man tries to remove face tattoos with welding grinder. <laughs> that is terrifying.
0: Well, listen, he's already got fucking face tattoos. So it's, it's not like a little scarring is going to do any damage. Yeah. Plus, chicks dig scars. You know what I'm saying? There's only a couple of places where you really don't want to take a grind or two to remove a tattoo. One is probably your face in and around your eyes.
1: Probably. Mm -hmm. And the other
0: one would be more of in the genital area.
1: Oh, how many people have genital tattoos? I don't
0: know, but I'm sure many in Florida.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) All right. High school graduation canceled after Florida man etches massive penis into football field.
0: There's no way to, there, I mean, there's no way to put chairs around it. Was he so artistic that it was like a fucking intricate, intricate uh, like a crop circle? I mean, what was going on? I don't understand that it was so lifelike and so realistic they had to cancel the graduation.
1: It was a wildly impressive penis. Wow. It, yeah, they had to just, they had to get rid of it. They
0: probably took Goodyear, the Goodyear blimp to take aerial photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It was it was too uh, tempting for everybody, so they <laughs> had to cancel the graduation.
0: Circumcised or not, you think?
1: Uh, not.
0: Not. Mm-hmm. So it had a turtleneck.
1: Yes. All right. Florida man robs convenience store with a rock.
0: That's that's not news. That's that's an everyday occurrence.
1: You know, the uh, NRA probably retweeted this tweet because. <laughs> What they are you
0: going to take away our rocks now? Yeah,
1: they want to <laughs> mock people and say, see, it's the rocks, right?
0: Rocks don't rob convenience stores. Oh, wait, it's the other way around. People don't rob convenience stores. Rocks do. Yeah. Wait.
1: I think you're doing it wrong again. Yeah, I'm
0: doing it wrong again. I think
1: it was right the other way. God damn it. Florida man becomes angry after girlfriend calls him gay for watching transgender porn assaults her with a shoe. Wow.
0: Well, one is... That's the best he could do is a fucking shoe. Maybe he is gay. Yeah. And also, I don't know that watching transgender porn makes you officially gay.
1: Yeah. Maybe you just like transgendered I think porn.
0: being gay makes you gay.
1: That's probably... Not necessarily
0: the porn that you watch.
1: That's probably factual, what you just and said. And
0: on a more serious note, not to drag this out into something deep... But porn is a, it can be a slippery slope of weird shit. You start watching missionary, guy on girl, and the next thing you know, you're, you're balls deep in tranny porn. You know? <laughs> e- <laughs> Maybe that's some bad imagery.
1: Florida man tells cops he's 600 years old in dog years. <laughs> so I guess they just have to figure what, out what that means.
0: I'm, well, you know, he he's clearly a mathematician. That's That takes a little doing. Yeah. Nice.
1: Florida man goes on shooting rampage after girlfriend doesn't get him triple Whopper from Burger King.
0: Listen, have you ever had a triple Whopper? Did they make fucking triple Whoppers? I think
1: I would rather have a raccoon claw my toenails off than eat a triple Whopper burger.
0: Just so everybody knows, Brittany has a wild phobia about raccoons (laughs) gnawing off her toenails. (laughs) And scratching out her eyes.
1: I hate raccoons.
0: We had... This is a bizarre story because we seriously live in an urban area. I mean, it's everything in Orange County is suburban. But we don't live in the woods or near the woods or near the trees. No. And <laughs> we... Brittany went outside to go get something out of the car one day, one evening. And came running in, screaming...
1: No, you don't remember how it is. H- what happened? I was still outside screaming because the <laughs> raccoon was by the front door. Oh,
0: right. And up I couldn't stairs. get in the house. Up the stairs by the door.
1: Yes. And I was walking up the stairs and I didn't have my glasses on and I'm blind. It's like one of those eye contact commercials where she walks hey, in. And she's, yeah, she's petting it and it's really a raccoon. It almost happened to me. Okay. Because I was walking up the stairs and I'm like, oh, that looks like a big cat. And then it was a big cat. It was a big giant raccoon that was like meeting me face-to-face up the stairs, and I just bolted down the stairs in the opposite direction, not wanting to fight with it. So
0: I came out and shoot it, and the way our steps worked, the the, the, the part of the house, there's a part of the roof that, if you walk down the stairs, is relatively easily accessible. Yeah. And the raccoon was so fucking scared, it launched itself onto the roof and stood there with his eyes glowing scared out of its mind and Brittany apparently thought it was ready to you know commence to the aforementioned toenail clawing
1: you think it was scared but it was ready to pounce it was ready to attack but it didn't because I ran away and screamed and saved myself All
0: right, (laughs) that's this week in raccoon news everybody
1: (laughs) okay
0: let's wrap it up with one more tantalizing Florida man tweet
1: Police called to Florida Man's Home, find weed in prostitutes' vagina.
0: (laughs) Goddamn. You always find the perfect one to end on.
1: Yeah, that's a little intense.
0: Listen, we want you to marinate on that, everybody.
1: (laughs) Great choice of words.
0: (laughs) So this has been episode 26, your twice-weekly source for news
1: news and
0: ridiculous comment. 657-464-7609 is our number. If you would like to call and leave a voicemail, we will certainly, certainly get you one step closer to being as famous as Justin Canoe thought Elliot Roger wanted to be. We will get you on the air. Go rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher or whatever source you listen to the show. Get us, go like the Facebook page. Get involved with us. Get interacting with us on Facebook and Twitter. It's at Dollamore, at Brittany E. Page. And of course, the ever not used I Doubt It podcast. As always, we're starting to do this all the time. If you're going to buy a book, if you're going to buy, I guess, goddamn anything, <laughs> Amazon sells it. Go to com. click on the link. Purchase whatever you're going to purchase, and it'll go a little ways towards supporting the show. And we love you and appreciate you. I guess that's it, everybody. This has been the monstrous, mega, massive, mighty, mountainous, mishmash moving episode. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, And this has been I Doubt It. Parents should just say, fuck you, you're eating the crust.